Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Official Gears Podcast, where we're talking about everything from mouse ears to butter beers. It's Alan and Brian, and we want to thank you for joining us again as we dive into episode 63. Uh, and we are right smack in the middle of our new series talking about our 50 favorite things at Walt Disney World. How's it going today, Brian? Doing well. Um, not much is going on lately. It's just kind of been uh, status quo, even even kill around here. We do have about 15 days until we head out for our universal vacation. So we're kind of uh, narrowing down final things for that. We decided to rent a car um, instead of spending the money on all the different Ubers, mainly because we want we really want to have a car when we go from Universal to Legoland because that's about a 45 minute drive. And that's just yeah. kind of far for us to Uber um, with the two kids. We, yeah, for a family of yeah, four, we need a bigger we car. We just feel more comfortable having our own car. So um, I did get a, uh, so as travel agents, we do get a little bit of a discount with that, uh, with our Iata card. But it's with Universal, we get a bigger discount uh, if you go through the Universal and partner with them. And we are getting a Jeep uh, Jeep Wrangler, a four-door Jeep Wrangler. Um for the for for three days so kind of excited about that i've never driven a jeep wrangler before so the kids nice. asked if we could take the top down i was like i don't think we can we don't have anywhere to store it but we'll see <laughs> here in florida you can't have the top one right so. that's true i was gonna ask you know if you get a chance to drive over and uh head over to daytona and drive along the beach for a little bit that'd be kind of nice yeah. too so we'll see we we do have um so we're flying in saturday I'm worried Southwest is going to end up changing our flight again or something because there's, I go to check the status on it and see if I can lower the price and it says it's unavailable, but you can still book it on the website. Mm. So I'm not sure what's going on. Um, we fly in about one o'clock. We have two some reservation for like 640 that night and then Legoland um, Sunday. And they, it turns out, um, we found out they have a Halloween party at Legoland on the weekends. And so you kids can go yeah. after, I think it's after two o'clock, you can go trick or treating and kind of have like the Halloween uh, decorations and costumes and their Lego characters and things out there. And then um, they do some kind of different fireworks show um, on the weekends. So stick around for that. I I didn't even know they did fireworks. So I, I didn't either, and it's bad that, you know, I'm the travel agent, and my wife found this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, yeah, Legoland um, is not one of our main destinations, but yeah. It's becoming a little more popular because it is it is pretty neat, uh, all the different things that they have going on down there. Um, but yeah, she yeah. came to me, and she said, I'm sure you already know this, and she started telling me, and I was like, yeah, I didn't know any of that. So... <laughs> so. Yeah, Halloween's pretty big. Um, I, it shouldn't surprise us. I mean, Disney has brought back Boo Bash this year, yeah. and um, we have Universal's Halloween Horror yeah. Nights. Uh, SeaWorld is doing Hallow Scream, uh, as well as their Spooktacular Weekends. Yeah, yeah, I think Bush Gardens uh, does something. So, so. Bush Gardens does a great um, Halloween party. Yeah, yeah there we went to that one night. I thought it was really comparable to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. Oh, but that's that's pretty much about what's going on around here. So um, you told me you've got a vendor event coming up, correct? I do. I do. We're going to go uh, October 2nd and 3rd. We're going to do an Oktoberfest. So we're going to go out and talk to a whole lot of people about travel and what's going on in the world now and uh, hopefully get some more people interested in going on some vacations. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Mom's going to come and help uh, wrangle the, the guests while we're out there. Yeah. Um, should be a, a pretty big event. 
Uh, they're looking for quite a few people over those couple days. So yeah, looking forward to that. That ought to be fun. Uh, not too much else going on right now. You know, we had uh, my sister-in-law here a couple weeks ago, so just kind of get back into the regular daily grind and mm. see how things go for now. You'll have to post details of that Oktoberfest on our uh, Facebook page, so that way we can get it out to everybody that's kind of local to you, or, or maybe not even local, that just loves going to Oktoberfest. I know there's several people that enjoy yeah. those um, kind of festivities. Yeah, definitely. Share the information. So. All right, guys. Put it on our, t- our page. Yeah. Oh, well, in case you missed it, uh, last week we continued on with our series dedicated to the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom. I'm getting so excited about this 50th anniversary. I know I'm not going this year. Um, we're doing it in January. But um, all the different commercials, all the statues, all the different things that we're starting to see, is just kind of getting me really excited about it. And I'm a little sad that we're winding down on this this series. But, um, you know, if you missed it, we talked about five of more of our favorite things about the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, which were the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Beaches and Cream Soda Shop, Flight of Passage, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, and uh, all the different kind of scavenger hunts that you guys could do. So again, go check that out if you've missed it. Uh, we're going to continue this series all the way up until October 1st. So if you missed that one or any others, you can go to our website and check those out. But please do go back and uh, check them out because we, we have had some fun times in this series and we've talked about a lot of different things that we really love uh and it's just kind of been hard to narrow it down to 50 and, and like i said we've only got a couple of weeks left so uh a little mm-hmm. little sad but um, yeah this has been a good yeah. one so uh, for this episode we're continuing on um talking about five other new things and again this list is not in any particular order so this is not you know, we're not getting to our top 10 or anything like that. But each week we've talked about one resort, one restaurant, two attractions, and one miscellaneous item that just adds that little bit of extra magic. And again, we're finishing October 1st. So uh, this week we've got a pretty popular resort that we have stayed at quite frequently lately, uh, mainly because of the Skyliner. But we are talking about Caribbean Beach, aren't we, Alan? We are. Yeah, so the Skyliner has really um, changed Caribbean Beach for me. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a big sprawling resort and I, I liked the theme of it, um, but it was never really one that was big on my list of must do's. Um, but we've stayed there a couple times now and the Skyliner, I think has really been a game changer for this resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Caribbean beach resort is um, it's like, it's a Caribbean themed resort. So uh, Caribbean beach resort transports guests to a relaxing paradise that captures the essence of the five distinct islands, Barbados, Jamaica, Martinique, Trinidad, and Aruba. And these are the five kind of sections of the resort. Uh, You can celebrate the spirit of the Caribbean with blissful sights and fun-filled activities, including colonial forts, lively markets, pristine beaches, splashy florals, and swaying hammocks. Um, It's true. There's great options around here. There's a a nice, really cool little island in the middle of the lagoon uh, off of the main uh, resort main like building and pool area um, that's got a playground. There's some really cool things um, on like walking terrace out on that little island. Um, it's it's I I've always liked the theme. Um, I mean I love to go on cruises, so I like the Caribbean. Um, it but it's a it's a really nice resort. Um, I, I really enjoy it a lot more now than than I had originally um, thought. Uh, there's, there's some great things here. There's some great dining options, but it's just, it really does have kind of an Island feel. It's brightly colored. There are hammocks strewn around in different places, like many of the resorts. Um, there's a couple of beach areas you can go 
Um, there's nice like lounge chairs out on the beaches. Um, the beaches are all um, safely kind of rope fenced now. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that. You can't really get in the water at the the lakes. A lot of the lakes in Florida, you don't necessarily want to get yeah. in the water. Um, but you have that beach kind of feel. You can kind of go sit in the white sand on a lounge chair and have a, a beverage or read a book and just kind of enjoy a nice day on the beach like you're down on the islands. Um, you know, the hammocks that are out there, you can go and relax and, you know, take a nap or read a book in a hammock. Um, it's got a really great feel. Um, there's, it's just, it's a, it's a nice area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of great dining options. If you want to go here, Sebastian's Bistro is their, uh, table service restaurant. So it's got that whole Caribbean kind of feel to it. Um, you can get things like fried coconut shrimp with creamy chipotle dipping sauce. Um, make sure you save room for dessert. They have great coconut pineapple bread pudding with a caramel sauce and vanilla ice cream. Um, little bit of everything. So some of the meals you can get, they have house-baked pull-apart rolls with guava butter and caramelized onion jam. That sounds really bizarre, but it was actually pretty good. I really enjoyed that. Um, enjoy appetizer salads, mixed greens, uh, spiced candied walnuts, grilled pineapple. And then uh, you get things like uh, oven-roasted citrus chickens, slow-cooked moyo pork, um, grilled flank steak, cilantro rice and beans vegetable curry grilled broccolini um it really is a great island flair and feel uh there's great choices there at sebastian's it's kind of waterfront along their little marina area over Mm -hmm. there so that's a really nice option uh if you're looking for quick service they have the centertown market so centertown market is basically that typical quick service you can go in they have everything from burgers and pizza and um you know chicken nuggets uh, everything with a little bit of a Caribbean kind of flair to them and some flavor. Um, they also have a grab and go for pastries and things like that in there. So if you want to get breakfast as you go, um, you can get breakfast in there, traditional breakfast with all your Mickey pancakes and Mickey waffles and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, if you're looking for um, a beverage and you want to hang out, I know we did this one night. We all hung out at the Banana Cabana. So it's also kind of like a dock area right outside um, facing the water. Uh, There's steel drum light fixtures and things to give you that whole Caribbean feel. It's all open right next to the pool. Uh, So that's a pretty cool area. Uh, And then not reopened yet, but there is the Spyglass Grill. So this is one of the pool grills. Um, It has some great food options as well. Uh, This should probably be reopening soon, I would think. So many more of the the dining options have reopened. Um, But this is one of those that's over at one of the pool grills. So you don't necessarily have to go all the way back to the main building um, for food options. But a lot of great choices there. Uh, Some of the other great amenities you can get at Caribbean Beach. They have five different pools. Now, the main pool is themed after an old Spanish fort. So there's these big like tower columns and they look like there's... um, uh, cannons sticking out of them and there's a water slide there. Um, it's kind of a pirates of the Caribbean kind of theme mm-hmm. pool. It's really kind of neat. It's a nice looking pool, but there's five pools in total. Like I said, this is a pretty big resort. Um, so that main pool is the big one. That's really, really themed. You can get those campfire options, movies under the stars, uh, bike rentals. There's a jogging trail. There is sand volleyball. Uh, I mentioned that playground for the kids on the Island. Uh, lots of great little things to do and hang out if you just want to really relax and enjoy your resort. Um, and for transportation options here, you do have the Skyliner, which we've been talking about. That's going to be direct access to Hollywood Studios and Epcot Center uh, through the Riviera Resort. 
or you have bus to Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom. So lots of great places and things. Yeah. What do you think of Caribbean Beach? So it's it's not my favorite moderate resort, but it's right now it kind of is because Port Orleans, you know, has not been available. Um, and I need yeah. to stay at Port Orleans again just to kind of see the, you know, and compare them both. I was with you on this was not one of my favorites at all. Like I, I did not want to stay there. I'd, I would rather stay at Coronado. And then they brought the Skyliner and then they were, you know, rethemed the rooms um, and just kind of refurbished everything. Mandy and I stayed here for our honeymoon um, 13 years ago. And it was one of those we we, we dreaded it um, because really? we were on the backside of the resort. And so just to fill up our you know refillable mugs and i mean it was we were walking quite a good ways just to kind of go do that um things are a little different now so it's definitely a nicer nicer option um you mentioned all the pools i will say this is probably um out of all the different places that we've stayed this is probably the kids favorite pool so far um yeah that whole fort theme yeah pool. They, they really like this one um and then they, they like the art of animation one as well. But uh, yeah, they they really love the idea of the water slides and just kind of the cannons and then the water um, kind of like fountains that are just kind of shooting up into the air, into the pool. Yep. Um, it, it's a it's a really good pool for kids. Um, I didn't you know, this is one that's been kind of hard to book lately. And I thought maybe it was just because of the Skyliner. But once I kind of started looking into it, and t- you know, doing a few other a little bit more research. I thought about the pools and how there's, you know, the five different pools and it's almost like every building has their own pool. Um, and then it's a perfect, if you're a runner, this is a perfect resort for you because that, uh, walkway all the way around the lagoon, um, it almost equals, um, 3.1 miles. I think it's a little short, but it was almost like Disney designed it for that reason. Uh, by the time you go all the way around, it is a really good good trail to uh, to take a walk on or to, to run on if you're a runner and you got to get your, your uh, steps in for the day. Um, you mentioned it's real close to the Riviera. That's wonderful. If you've got reservations mm-hmm. at Topolino, you can walk over there. Um, yep. You know, you mentioned the uh, Skyliner. So there's two stops where you can get on or off with the Skyliner. Um, if you're headed to Hollywood Studios and you just want a quick snack or something for breakfast on the way, there's that little coffee uh, donut stand right there next to the Skyliner that you can go and get one of those massive donuts, um, a, a scone yeah, yeah. and some coffee, and then get on board the uh, the Skyliner and head to Hollywood Studios. Um, I mean, there's, it's, there's so much about this resort to like that it's it's become a favorite. Yeah. I think I was just really stuck on um, enjoying Riviera uh, for, uh, sorry, Port Orleans Riverside yeah. before. I really enjoyed Riverside um, being the kind of rustic outdoorsy kind of guy that I am. Um, that's really been a favorite yeah. of mine. So you're right. We do need to kind of, we haven't had a chance to stay there in a while. We, we should compare the two. Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like they're pretty equal now. Yeah. The only real difference I see is theming. Mm-hmm. So whether you want rustic or whether you want Caribbean, um, I think they're they're pretty neck and yeah. neck. That that Skyliner just makes a huge difference. But if you take the Skyliner out, then yeah, they're I think they're side by side. And we didn't even talk about the pirate rooms that they have there. Um that yeah. are themed um 
that that I think young boys would really enjoy. So, oh yeah, everybody wants to be a pirate, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, girls have their princess rooms, boys have the pirate rooms. So, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's little girls and little boys that like you know everything. So, um, yeah, it's it's just a favorite little resort. Uh, little resort. It's, it's a big resort actually, but it's it's a moderate, so it's not your deluxe. But certain parts of it, I feel like you do have a deluxe feel to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. Well, let's move on to our restaurant of choice this week. And so we're headed over to right. Disney's Contemporary Resort, and we are headed up the escalator. Or if you get off the monorail, you're going to, um, I believe you take a right once you get off the monorail. We're headed to Chef Mickey's. Uh, Chef Mickey's is probably the most popular character meal at Walt Disney World. Um and, and mainly, I think it's because it is Mickey, Goofy, um, Minnie, Donald, and uh, Pluto. And they're all in their chef's attire. So everybody is dressed as a chef or sous chef. Um, they all have their hats on, their um, chef garments. And they walk around to your tables. Uh, right, right now, they're still doing socially distanced, but, you know, pre-COVID and hopefully, you know, in the next couple of months or so, they'll start coming a little bit closer. They'll sign autographs, take pictures with you guys. There's several different dances that they will do. Um, they rotate from throughout the restaurant. So there's always at least two characters in the restaurant at one time. And they're just kind of floating around. Uh, this is a buffet uh, meal for breakfast and dinner. Uh, breakfast is from 730 to 1230. And then dinner is from uh 5 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Uh, there is no lunch option for this one. Uh, I have not been able to experience yeah. dinner there yet, mainly because we, we like to go for breakfast. Um, but I've heard you cannot see fireworks, particularly from Chef Mickey's. No. But there are some places around Chef Mickey's where you can get a pretty good view of the fireworks if you're lucky enough. So um, if you're, you know, looking for that dinner time, um, you know, that, Closer to that fireworks time, it might be a good option for you. Uh, but if not, breakfast is always good as well. Um, for breakfast, you get your, like I said, it's uh, a buffet. And for breakfast, it's $42 per person per adult, uh, $27 per child. Um, you've got your fruit, your yogurt, your rolls, uh, fritters, scrambled eggs, beef brisket, sausage, waffles, uh, Mickey-shaped waffles, let's say. Uh, everything tastes better when it's Mickey-shaped. Um you got bacon, you, you've got your French toast, uh, your casseroles, uh, Mickey Celebration pancakes. Uh, you also have certain smoothies, coffees, uh, things like that to drink. Uh, you can get a mimosa if you want, uh, Chef's Bloody Mary. Um, so in case you're not a big roller coaster fan, maybe this might loosen you up a little bit before you head into the park. <laughs> uh, it's, it's five o'clock somewhere. So, uh, And then they have a really good selection of allergy-friendly uh, things as well, which for breakfast... Usually, um, you can get the gluten-free stuff to kind of help out with that. Uh, I know dinner is usually a little bit harder for the allergy, um, people with the allergies. So, uh, Disney, we've talked about it before. Disney's doing a very good job of trying to help those kind of people out. That way, they're able to enjoy the same experience. Uh, for dinner, it is a little bit more pricey, $55 per adult, $36 per child. Um, you, It's a... Uh, 
you got several different courses, we'll say for this one. Uh, your first course is your salad, um, and you've got some baby shrimp you can get on that, bread selections, uh, and then your signature items, potato ganache, um, some wheat fried rice, and uh, garlic rotten potatoes. And then you've got some baby carrots that go with that, some asparagus, and then you get into your proteins, which everybody really loves. This is your prime rib, your roasted salmon, uh, tofu bowl, or your traditional roasted breast of turkey. Um, for dessert, you've got some tarts and some cakes. Um, and then you've got a little bit of different mixture of non-alcoholic mocktails um, and then your traditional alcoholic beverages as well. So uh, I really like the contemporary uh, or Chef Mickey's at the contemporary, like I said, for breakfast. For dinner, it would be a good option if you are wanting to take a break from the park, go get a nice dinner, mainly because it is maybe a 10-minute walk at most from Magic Kingdom. Um, you can take the monorail from Magic Kingdom over to Contemporary, get your dinner that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that monorail often does get a little busy. So if you do not do not mind walking, you can take the short walk. Uh, one good thing about that walk is you do not have to go back through security. Uh, once No, when you go yeah, out. Yeah. When you, you go out to um, walk to Contemporary, you will leave the security. But when you go back... You go through one security checkpoint, and then you don't have to stop at the one at the gate at Magic Kingdom. You just continue going into the park. So, um, And then usually that security checkpoint is a lot less crowded than the one at the front gate of Magic Kingdom. So. Yeah, and with the new um, scanners, they've gotten a lot better, yes, too. that's true. That's true. So that's a yeah. good thing. The lines are not as yeah. bad. So lots of good food over at Chef Mickey's. Um for, for for buffets, I mean, you know, buffets are buffets. Um, you know, I don't want to say it's hard to get good food at buffets, but the buffet food is not bad buffet food. It's not your Ryan's or, you know, your, um, what no. is the other, Golden oh, no. Corral or anything like that. Golden so <laughs> um, you do have some good uh, options there. We've talked about carving stations that they have at buffets and things like that. They don't have them for breakfast over at Chef Mickey's, but it is good food. Uh, and really when I get buffet breakfast anywhere breakfast before I go to a theme park. I'm usually wanting a lot of fruit, um, maybe some muffins or something like that. I don't want a whole lot of eggs and, you know, things are going to, you know, kind of wear me down throughout the day and buffets have that. And then like I said, if you take a break, go over to dinner, you can get some really good dinner food over there at Chef Mickey's or garden grill or one of the others at the contemporary. But, uh, this week we're talking about Chef Mickey's. So go get a picture with Mickey while he's in his chef's outfit. He says, Probably the most popular character meal at Disney just because it's, I think it's the one everybody thinks of first because they, they often see it on the commercials. Yeah. Reservations are highly recommended for this one though. And they are extremely hard to get. So that 60 day mark, you're going to want to either have your travel agent or you get online at at, at 6am or whatever time it is your time and uh, try to get those reservations. Yep. That's definitely one of those that's a tougher one to get. So, well, we cannot take the monorail to Hollywood Studios. This is where we need to go next. So we're going to have to get on the bus. Um, yes. But we're getting on the bus. Your favorite transportation. Yeah, method. we are. You know, but, <laughs> so we're, we're getting on the bus. We're headed to Hollywood Studios and we're going to hit what ride first? We're going to go hit Tower Terror. It is one of my favorites. I do love this attraction. Um, it is great. So Tower Terror, if you haven't done it yet, it is in Hollywood Studios. It's down at the end of Sunset Boulevard. It's kind of the icon of Hollywood Studios now. Um, 
so you go down Hollywood Boulevard, uh, sorry, go down Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, and uh, you see this big, huge pinkish tower standing up uh, at the end of the street, and you hear screams coming from it, and you want to know what's going <laughs> on. So as you approach, you'll see that the uh, Hollywood Tower, basically Tower of Terror, is, is built around the Hollywood Tower Hotel story. So the storyline is based off of the um, Twilight Zone st- series. And so it's an old Hollywood hotel from the 1930s. Um, as you go through the queue, you are arriving on Halloween night back in the 1930s, uh, around 1939. And you find out that lightning struck the building and several of the guests disappeared into the Twilight Zone through the elevator. So the elevator just dropped out into the twilight zone and the guests disappeared. And so now that elevator door opens once again, but this time for you. So you get to go in and ride this uh, freight elevator service elevator and try to find out what happened to those guests back in 1939. Uh, So this is, um, I love this ride. So as you, as you go through the queue, the attraction is based around the twilight zone TV series. So when the uh, Imagineers were designing this attraction, they actually watched all the episodes. They uh, tried to find a great storyline that would fit for this attraction. Um, And so you go in and you hear a little bit about the uh, Halloween Tower Hotel and what happened back in 1939, how those guests disappeared. And then you go through a service door into kind of like the, um, what is it? The boiler room area where they, they, you know, heat the hotel and everything. And you get to board this service elevator. So the service elevator is your ride vehicle. Um, it has three rows, um, kind of like stadium seating rows set up kind of high that all face one direction. So you go and you get loaded into your service elevator. And uh, the first thing you do is you ride up a few floors and you get to see the storyline of what happens. So you get a little bit of information. Um, there's some really cool kind of odd, freaky things that happen. Um, and then you get to go up again and you go through the fifth dimension where everything gets kind of weird and um, it's it's dark and uh, things are kind of like bioluminescent, glowy. Uh, and then you end up going into the elevator shaft where there's this huge drop sequence. So um, this is a thrill ride. It is a drop ride. It is a dark ride. So it can be a little scary for some of the younger folks. Um, it's not scary, scary, but the darkness mm-hmm. and and the dropping sometimes gets people. Um, there is a forty inch height restriction for this ride, um, but it's it's just one of my favorites. I I love the whole drop sequence that you end up doing. Um, you know, it is about a hundred and thirty foot or thirteen story drop. Um, but the cool thing is when the the attraction first opened, um, the elevators would take you right to the top and drop you. So as the attraction has gone on, there's been reprogramming and reimagineering, and now there's a bunch of random drop sequences. So sometimes you would go in the elevator shaft and you go straight to the top and drop. Sometimes you go into the elevator shaft and you drop first, and then it kind of goes up and down a few times before you get all the way to the top. Um, it's always a random computer-generated choice of what kind of drop sequence you're going to get. I think there's like I want to say there's 13 that's, different drop sequences what, you can that's get. That's what I was thinking. I'm surprised you told him about that. So, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> well, you have to do it again because it's amazing because you don't know 
what kind of drop sequence you're going to get. Um, but it, it's just, it's awesome. And then you exit, there is a ride photo and a video for this one. So you get to take that fun little experience home with you as well. Um, but it's just, it's so much mm. fun. I love this attraction. It, it's a really well themed. It's really well done. Um, I don't know. I just, I, this is a must do for me every time we have to do Tower of Terror. Yeah, I, I, I'm so thrilled. Now, Blaine, of course, will do it because he doesn't want to get upstaged by his younger sister. Um, Ab- Abigail <laughs> absolutely loves this one. And I mean, it was one of those where I was like, you're going to slide right out of your seat. Uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, she, she loves it. Uh, I think it's priceless when you have somebody that will do it, but is a little afraid of drops and things to see their reaction. Um, you get claw marks in your skin and I mean, it's, <laughs> it's such a fun attraction, but I feel like COVID has taken away some of the best parts of this attraction because you, you don't get the full experience of going through the queue on this one. Uh, right now uh, they've kind of um i feel like in times the the uh cast members would interact a little bit more with you they'd really make you feel at home at the hotel um and right now you're just kind of not getting some of that I, I think it's coming back um but it is one of those yeah it's just such a unique attraction and i'm so glad they did not do it with the one in california is pretty cool as well but they've changed the theming of it out there and it's just a kind of a different experience i'm so glad they kept the you know the tower of terror here in orlando or not here but in orlando the way that they've done it well and there are tower terrors um tower terror attractions around the world so they built the um the one in orlando mm-hmm. first and then they built one in california and then they built one in paris and the one in tokyo however all the newer versions have been slightly reimagined. Mm-hmm. So the one in Orlando is the only one that has that fifth dimension where yeah. the vehicle actually travels through it. So it is unique in that way, um, being the first that it, the, the ride system is slightly different. Um, and it, I, I, it's just unique. It's, it makes it really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, you, people don't expect that the whole vehicle you're in to yeah. move. Um, and it, it, that is part of it that's really cool too. But yeah, I mean, they did change Tower Terror in California to uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy theme. So it's over there in that Marvel mm-hmm. um, area now. It's still, it's a cool attraction. I did get to see it, the Halloween version of it um, a couple of years ago when I was out there in October. So I, I like it. It I think it works. Um, it's like, but yeah, so this, it's just... The one in Orlando fits in perfectly. And I know a lot of people don't understand the whole Twilight Zone uh, aspect anymore because we've just gotten to that point. But... Um, this is amazing. Like it's for Halloween. It's so cool to be there. And then we were there for Christmas last year and at night they project a whole bunch of like Christmas wrapping paper pretty much all over mm-hmm. uh, the tower uh, for Christmas in Orlando. And it's, it's so cool to see. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they kept it. And it's definitely one now that Abigail's, you know, old enough or big enough to do it. We will be doing it every time, probably multiple times, but uh, it'll probably just be me and Abigail or Mandy and Abigail Blaine. Blaine will probably do it once and be done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one I could do over yeah. and over. I enjoy yeah. that one. So. And you're right. The cast members make a big, big deal of it. I like, they usually be like, Oh, one of that thing I forgot to tell you, right. Is the elevator doors yeah. closed? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. that's always fun. Yeah. So, well, 
All right, but now we got to park. Yeah, we, we kind of did this. We we're, we're horrible travel agents today. We kind of planned our day out a little backwards. Uh, we were already over in the. No, we're park. Uh, hopping. Yeah, we we're park hopping, but we were already over at the Magic Kingdom area. We should have started there, um, but so we're hopping back over to Magic Kingdom uh, because that's just because we want to go back and see happily ever after. That's true. Right? We got to see. We got to see the new show. Um, but we're we got to get on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train first, and. That's right. I know this is one. So we've talked about a lot of times that we we really love Big Thunder Mountain uh, over Seven Doors Mine Train. But Seven Doors Mine Train is a is a ride that you have to do. Um, it's a good family coaster. Everybody can do it. Not everybody, but uh, most most kids can do it. Uh, it is located in uh, Fantasyland. I almost said New Fantasyland, but I'm not so sure it's so new anymore. Uh, but <laughs> it is uh, is over in Fantasyland. So if you head through the castle, you're going to take a right, and then you will see it. If you go around the castle through Tomorrowland, uh, it will be on the right as well. But um, you've got to go past um, the Mad Tea Party uh, to get there. Uh, and you'll see the line. Right now, the line is kind of wrapped all the way around the back because they're not using the full queue, uh, which, again, is kind of a little disappointing um, because the queue is pretty unique on this one as well. Uh, once you kind of go through it, you get to spin the diamonds and some other gemstones that are the, the dwarfs have been mining out of the uh, the mine. Um, they do have some different hammers and pickaxes and things that are kind of set up in the queue. So you are really winding through the queue, headed into a mine shaft. Um, the, the dwarfs have been there working for looks like years. Uh, you get in the mine train, which is a um, bunch of mine cars lined up. The cool thing about these mine cars is that they uh, there's two people per per seat, uh, four people per car, and then they sway back and forth from left to right. Um, that really adds to the roller coaster as you go through and you start getting into some of these corners. Uh, you really kind of just kind of tilt, and it feels like you're going faster, and the, the curves are a little more than what they really are. Uh, which is great for this coaster because, like I said, it's a, it's a family coaster. Um, it is for uh, 38 inches or taller. So uh, really for as far as amusement park rides goes, that's that's pretty short. Um, I, re I remember yeah. my kids being on there um, when they were four or five, somewhere around there. Um, it was the first roller coaster Blaine ever rode alone. And he had this terrified look on his face because my dad was supposed to ride with him. My dad couldn't sit in the car because his knees wouldn't bend. Blaine got off. We said, how'd it go? And he's like, I loved it. And then we saw his picture and we were like, yeah, it doesn't look like you're loving this, man. <laughs> you know, but uh, it is considered a thrill ride because it does have some drops. It does have a little bit of speed. And like I said, those corners with the car swing. Um, but the drops are not too bad. There's only a couple small ones. Um, and the track itself kind of you can walk around the entire track and walk around it in probably less than five minutes. So it's not too terribly long it's just got a lot of turns and twists in it um and like i said it's just kind of a good family family ride uh one of the cool things about this is when you kind of go through you actually go in the mine that the doors are working on and dopey's in there with um rubies in his eyes like the movie and then they start singing the the hi-ho song whistle while you while you work um and then you kind of go through once you're finished, there's a really cool thing about this attraction. Um, you get to the dwarf's cottage. And if you take a look to your right, when you're about to get off, uh, the dwarfs and Snow White are in the cottage and they're having a little party. And then if you keep looking, 
the evil queen is dressed up as the old lady with the red apple at the very end of the scene. And I'm really glad that they have that part there because it does kind of add to it. You see the front of the cottage while you're in the queue walking through. Um, and then you see the backside of it and you can look through the windows and see the party going on and, and everybody dancing and they're all moving and uh, Snow White and Dopey and the Dwarfs as they're dancing are actually kind of moving throughout the the, the cottage. Um, they're not standing in place, just circling. They're actually kind of, it looks like they're floating through it. Uh, so it's really cool. And I believe those animatronics are actually, from what I remember, um, are from the original Snow White Scary Adventures from when Walt Disney World had that first attraction, which is no longer there. Uh, yeah, I believe they are plus up yeah, versions. So uh, I think that's really cool that they kept those and they repurposed them because I love that ride as a kid. And I know a lot of other people did too. And when you start to take away, Disney does a really good job of this. When you take away some of the favorites of people when they're our age or older, um, you know, what they used to ride as a kid, it's nice when they try to make, you know, pay homage to that ride somewhere else. They did it with Mr. Toad and Winnie the Pooh. Um, they've done it, um, I think, with the uh, Seven Seas Lagoon, not Seven Seas Lagoon, um, 3000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, you know, they've done it a couple other different times and it's it's just so nice to them. So I really like that last part of the coaster. When you look over, you see that. Yeah, it's a great ride. And they, it's one of those that the theming, I think, is really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole mountain and stuff, I think, yeah. is, it's great. It's one of those, like, um, you know, Slinky Dog, you know, is a roller coaster and you see it and you just see the big roller coaster up in the air, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a traditional roller coaster. And, and this is a coaster, but it's more like Big Thunder Mountain where it's woven through the mountain. And yeah. um, I, I really, really like this one. This is a great I ride. I think I can only remember. A good job. There's only there's a part over by Be Our Guest and then there's a part over on the other end by Teacups. Other than that, I don't think you really ever see the coaster very much. So outside, not yeah. a whole lot. No. Yeah. So no. Uh, but it, it's a great attraction and they have that new um the newer animatronics in there they have like the projection face in them that's kind yeah. of cool too yeah it's the like said, it's, really it's a really good uh family coaster some kids may not be ready for big thunder um big thunder's a little louder that's one good thing about snow white uh, the seven dwarfs mine train is it's very quiet it's very smooth um and other than the swaying back and forth, I mean, it's it's just kind of real quiet. You just kind of just keep going uh, and then it's over. And I think that really helps kids, you know, if this is their first coaster they go on, I think it really helps them out. Well, and the other thing about this one, too, compared to like Big Thunder Mountain is this is one that has individual lap bars. Mm-hmm. So each person has their own lap bar. Yeah. So if your kid is a little smaller than you and you're a little bit bigger, uh, unlike Big Thunder Mountain, you don't have that big yeah. cap where, you know, the lap bar hits for me is different than, you know, a six year old. So things like that. See, they all have their own individual lap. They can feel a little more secure. Um, I think that's good. Lane really appreciates the individual lap bars. Abigail loves the the sliding (laughs) around and coming out of her seat. So. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So it's a great attraction. It is. Um, And we only got a couple more left. I'm, I'm sad. So. I know. Well, we'll have a whole new series coming up that's going to be yeah. fun and exciting, too. Different things to yeah. talk about. I feel like we've worn ourselves out, though. We've done a lot. We did. We did. We, we were park hopping today. We've been all over. We, you know, went from 
uh, contemporary to studios and we did tower terror and walked around studios and we went back to magic kingdom and you know we got to see happily ever after because harmonious is coming or, i'm sorry uh enchantment is coming really <laughs> soon so you know we've done all this walking around what we need is a rest day yeah so our little bit of extra magic for this series this week is a rest day so what is a rest day so we often will recommend building in a rest day into your trip and so that would in- entail basically you know a couple days of a park visit so maybe you do you know epcot magic kingdom and then you take a rest day and then maybe you do animal kingdom and hollywood studios and then maybe you take another rest day depending on how your visit's going or maybe you finish out with your last day at magic kingdom again you know if you're doing a five-day trip six six days five-day trip something like that uh rest days are great so rest days are giving you that opportunity to just have some downtime relax enjoy being on vacation Maybe you stroll over to Disney Springs and you do a little bit of shopping or um, you have a great meal over at Disney Springs or take out some of the, take in some of the entertainment that's available over there in the evening. Um, Maybe you just take a rest day and you hang out at your resort and you spend the day, like we talked about for Caribbean beach, um, lounging in a hammock or on one of those beach chairs or spending the day at the pool and just kind of taking some downtime and enjoying, you know, being together as a family and, you know, just, just hanging out. Um, rest days are super, super helpful on a long vacation. Um, especially if you have a big family, you know, when you have a big family, um, everybody wants to do their own thing and people can get kind of cranky sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that rest day is great to just slow everything down and say, you know what, today we're not going into a park today. We're just going to hang out. Um, we're going to, we're going to do something different and slow and mellow. Uh, and it's a great opportunity. Yeah. I, um, what do you like to do on a rest day? So we usually use our rest days for like half day at Disney Springs. We go do the shopping in the morning because in that night it can get a little crowded and kind of busy, busy, mm-hmm. I guess not crowded, but busy. You got a lot of people there for entertainment. You got a lot of people there to eat. You got a lot of people there shopping. Um, so we like to do our Disney Springs in the morning when they first open up. So that way the kids can really look through the stores. Um, we also like to, to just enjoy the pool. Um, and just hang out at our resort. Uh, we will do certain things like the Skyliner. We may just drive over or get to a resort that has a Skyliner and take a you know a Skyliner ride throughout. Um, we may do the boat rides at Disney Springs or um, mm-hmm. over at uh, Beach Club, um, something like that. Uh, we we love to resort hop and just go yep. and say you know what we've never stayed here. Let's go walk around and see if we like it. Um, I will one day make it over to Fort Wilderness and go to the horseback riding and all the different things they've got going on over there. We, we haven't done that one yet. Um, or just go check out the rest of Orlando. Uh, I know that's, that's something yep. we don't talk about a whole lot, but there are so many different things to do in Orlando itself. And when we talk about rest days, basically we're just saying a non-stress related theme park day. So we're not talking about jumping over to Universal or Lego or anything. We're just talking about, what can we do? Non-park day yeah, total. What, what yeah. can we do to do something or not do anything, um, you know, and just kind of relax a little bit? What's something that if we don't do it, okay, no big deal. Um, you know, we didn't feel like we wasted any money. Uh, I have clients who sometimes will do two rest days in a trip, depending on how long. If they're doing a seven to ten day trip, they may throw in two exactly. days, two rest days. It all depends on your family. Um 
So, you know, we typically will do two days or depending on what we do those first two days. If we do Animal Kingdom that first day and then Epcot, we may not feel like we need a rest day that third day. Uh, if we do two straight days of Hollywood Studios Magic Kingdom and then we've got Epcot and Animal Kingdom left, um, we feel like we always need to be fresh for Animal Kingdom. Uh, for some reason, that park always wears my family out. Um, so we we try to make sure we're, we're good to go for that one. So we enjoy it because the last thing anybody wants to do is you don't want to spend all this money and then be stressed out and tired towards the end of your trip. You want to be tired on the mm-hmm. plane coming home or on the drive coming home. You don't <laughs> that last day or once yeah, you get that home. last day, you still really want to enjoy it. And rest yeah. days really help with that. Yep. So we're a little different. We like to take our rest day and uh, obviously sleep in a little mm-hmm. bit, not be so rushed getting up and trying to get out and do things. So, you know, we just kind of get up when we get up. Um, we'll get some breakfast. We'll go hang out by the pool for a little while in the morning. Um, we like the pool in the morning because a lot of the folks are out at the parks yep. for the day and the pools are usually a little quieter. Um, so we'll do that kind of in the morning, early afternoon-ish. Um, you know, then we'll go back to the resort and, and or the room and, and uh, change. Maybe we'll go to Disney Springs for the evening. So Disney Springs, um, we, we like to go and get a good meal. So uh, we'll go do that. We shop a little bit, but, you know, we've done a lot of shopping mm-hmm. in the past. So we don't we don't need a huge amount of, of souvenirs and things anymore. Um, we don't have the kids with us. So we're not big shoppers, but we'll go and hang out in Disney Springs. There are lots and lots of live entertainment options that are free. You know, there's street performers kind of all over the mm-hmm. place. Um, so you can go and hang out and check out some of those things, get a beverage, just kind of wander around and enjoy um, the lively atmosphere. Yeah. And even though it can be a little busier and a little lively, it's still kind of relaxing because you're just, it's evening. You're just, it's cooler. You're just walking around and enjoying the entertainment, uh, checking in the atmosphere that's there, um, taking a boat ride. We love to take the boat rides. Um, you know, so if you are at Disney Springs, you can take a boat ride over to uh, Saratoga Springs or to Old Key West. Uh, if you were staying at those resorts, you can just boat ride over. That's a nice thing. Uh, you said resort hopping. That's another favorite one. Maybe go over and get a meal at a different resort or just go and uh, wander around and experience the theming at some of the other resorts. Like you said, somewhere you haven't stayed before. Um, you want to see what that's like. Uh, and, and if you're in one of the Magic Kingdom resort areas, um, just going out and taking the boat rides there yeah. too. You know, you can go out and take that little watercraft that will go, you know, over to the Magic Kingdom and just ride over and back for something to do. It's it's a nice little relaxing boat ride in the evening. Um there's just so many great little things you can do. Uh, we do, we don't talk about it a whole lot, but there are too many golf courses. So if you wanted to just go yeah. do something little fun, um, you know, there is the Fantasia um, mini golf and the winter Summerland mini golf options. So those are cool too. Um, they're kind of fun. They're pretty easy mini golf courses. So for little, littler um, travelers, they can still do a pretty good job. Um, it makes it kind of cool. But there's just there's so many great little things you can do to just relax. Um, if you're looking for something specific, like you said, you want to get off property a little bit. Um, there's a few things. So f- people that have come to visit me here or folks from California know um, if you're looking for a, a different snack or food option, they recently opened a Portillo's um, in Lake Buena Vista just off Disney property. So Portillo's is Italian beef. Um, that you get here in Chicago. It's it's very, very popular. It's fast food. Like there's usually lines around the building, but 
Um, these Italian beef sandwiches are amazing. They're there. They are just opening the first White Castle down in Orlando <laughs> near Disney. Um, and then if you're from the West Coast, um, it's closer to Universal. So it's a little bit of a drive from Disney, but there is a Del Taco. Um, I love Del Taco being a California boy. Uh, I think they're way better than Taco Bell. So, you know, if you're just looking for something different to do, you know, you can always take your car and, and run around and see some of those things. Um, International Drive is a huge, like, tourist trap area. So you can just kind of drive down to International Drive and see what that's like. Um, and lots of great little things to do that are just just relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do have a car and you want something different, you can always drive over. It's about 45 minutes to an hour over to Daytona Beach. Um you know, hang, hang over, head over to the beach for a little bit during the day. It's a nice option too. Yeah. Uh, but lots of great things to do to just kind of slow everything down, take a break, um, you know, and head back to the parks the next day. And that's all you want. Recharge. Yeah, that's all bit. it is. You're just taking a break, recharging because they're supposed to be vacations, but we've all been on those vacations where you get stressed out, you get tired real fast. So. Well, and we do so much more walking when you go to yeah. Disney and stuff. People are not used to walking a lot of times. Yeah eight to 10 miles we a day start you know in the florida heat and- <laughs> i mean we start it's funny people laugh at us but we start training we think we do our theme park training a month before we go and we walk usually about 2.6 miles uh, around our neighborhood every day at least five days a week or so um because you just you do you've got to get your body kind of used to that um it, it's yeah. a lot and I, I always laugh and and i shouldn't and if you're one of those i'm sorry um you just need to become a better parent uh, I always laugh at those people who say, if you don't stop, we're going to leave. No, you're not. I'm sorry. That that <laughs> child is hot. They're tired. They don't want to wait anymore. You're not about to take them out of that park and take them back to the resort. Like, it's not happening. You've spent too much money. You're too invested in this. So, yeah. Yeah, but... So it's more so about mitigation yeah. at that point. How do you make them yes. okay? Take a rest. Go back to your resort. Let them get a nap. Go to the pool for a few minutes. Let them, you know. Those are why we need rest days because we don't want to be that 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 family that is, you know, luckily my kids have never done that. Uh, they were all always like, yes, let's go. Uh, we couldn't keep up with Blaine the first yeah. time he went. We, he, I think he was uh, four years old, never got in his stroller the entire trip. And we're like, why do we even have this thing? I mean, and he was a good 10 steps ahead of us. Like he just kept on going and we're like, all right, this is pretty cool. But the guy's going to pass out at some point and he never did. Um, But I mean, rest days really help minimize the the amount of fits that you're going to have throughout your vacation as well. Yeah. Yeah. Minimizes those uh, meltdowns. So, well, all right. Five more down. So. I mean, we've only got a, Moving you know, right just a couple more weeks left, like I said. So uh, we do have some Disney news we've got to talk about. And we've got some things. We, we've known they've been coming, um, but we do have dates. We do have more information. Uh, and the first one is we don't have a date yet. We're on the lightning lane um, when they're going to start putting this stuff out there. But we have seen the signs start to go up everywhere around the Walt Disney World Resort, including Rise of the Resistance. I kind of thought this might be one of the last ones since it's part of that Genie Plus system. Um, but this just confirms that Rise of the Resistance, I know they said that in the, you know, the, the information that Rise of the Resistance will be included, but now the sign's up, it's official. And, you know, we yep. started seeing these all about the parks. So with that being said, I would think 
we're just a couple weeks away from them rolling. I don't think it'll be there for the first for the 50th anniversary, maybe a couple weeks after. That's just my personal opinion. We have no information on that whatsoever. But there's so many other new things yeah, going on. I'd imagine it's going to be hard to keep up with everything going on for that first. But um, we're we're not too far away. I've got clients asking about it daily. They're like, is it available? Is it available? Like, you guys will see when it's available. Everybody will be posting about it. Oh. Yep, exactly. So it, it's interesting, yeah, to see what what's, what the, sure. we have no more new details since they put the initial information out. So we don't know officially, you know, unless you start walking around and seeing which directions mm-hmm. now have lightning lane signs. Um, we don't know officially which ones are going to include it in the $15 per day. We don't know which ones are going to be the um, paid only access. Um, we don't know the day it rolls out, but it's yeah. coming. And I, I think it's coming fairly yeah. soon. I agree with you. Mayor, I, I kind of felt like they would be, they're trying to do it for the anniversary. They might be. That's only a couple yeah. weeks away. So yeah, I, w- I would assume that if they do it for October 1st, we're going to know. I feel like the, any yeah, day I would now, say but... they have to have a date because they've got to start selling these things. Um, and there's yeah. going to be an uproar of people who have these vacations booked for a year now that are going to be upset if they don't get them because of, they didn't have the time. So... Yep. So signs are going up. That's a good sign, but uh, we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we know more information. Uh, Next bit of news. So we, uh, over at animal kingdom, we did get uh, the festival lion King back as the celebration of festival lion King, slightly modified, but still um, great to have that show back. There's another big show over at animal kingdom that has not returned yet. And Disney just released some information about it. So finding Nemo, the musical, as it was, is gone. It's closed permanently. So apparently they are reimagining Finding Nemo the Musical. Um, it will be slightly different and it will be reopening sometime in 2022. Um, that sounds really far away, but that's really a little over three months. Could be early 2022. We don't know. Um, no dates, but good to know that some version of Finding Nemo the Musical is coming back. I really enjoyed yeah. the show. I thought the puppetry was great. There was some great music in it. Um it was great to see a lot of live um, vocalists singing and things on the property. So um, I'm, I'm hopeful that this will be something really good and glad to see that it's something that will be coming yeah. back. I have a hard time imagining how they're going to reimagine <laughs> this show, but uh, I mean, it's Disney. They, they can do yeah. so many different things. So uh, my limited ability to think like that is what stopped me from working for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wondering if they might find some way of bringing in more about Finding Dory. And, and, or something yeah, and they, they could because I see a lot more Finding Dory stuff than I see Finding Nemo. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it was. And I, I'm just glad that it's coming yeah, back. At I some like point. it. I like mainly the air conditioning, but just the puppetry on all those different <laughs> things, how they do that show is really, really, really unique. Yeah. Crush is a, an amazing, huge puppet. Um, so is yeah. Mr. Ray. So those yeah. are cool. So, um, we do have, we, we have seen posters uh, or a poster and the trailer reads for the new Hawkeye series coming to Disney Plus, which is going to be available on November 24th. So if you need something to watch over uh, Thanksgiving, uh, which I believe is right around that time, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to Disney Plus yep. and check out the trailer for Hawkeye. We have all watched um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, and um wandavision and so this is just the fourth one that's running out and i 
can only imagine it's going to be just as good as the rest of them. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I like Hawkeye. I think he's very, very underrated. Yeah, I think it's a cool character. Um, I liked some of his story. So curious to see where they're going to yeah. go with this. And one. I did keep Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. So that, that was yes. good to see as well. I can't see him in any. I, I, he's in a ton of movies, but every time I'm seeing him, I'm like, you're Hawkeye. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's some, some of those actors, they get kind of pigeonholed into yeah. one kind of character role. But yeah. yeah. So um, another thing that we're super excited about, we don't have a whole lot of details. They, they're kind of keeping this one a little quite tight to the vest. Um, but we've spotted more scaffolding at uh, Super Nintendo World. So construction has just continued over there. Um, really excited to see this one when it's finished because, you know, Super Nintendo and Nintendo is just something we all grew up with as kids. And so I'm kind of excited to see what kind of games they've incorporated, um, you know, how they did the different rides and things like that. But construction continues at Super Nintendo World. And um, it's just excited. Yeah, it's universal. They they <laughs> they tend to um, ignore construction. So like for what a year we had the Jurassic Coaster, mm-hmm. you know, coaster track and, you know, the the push pull, making sure everything was OK. And Universal's official statement was what coaster? We don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Um, you know, so now we're seeing, you know, this all this construction, at Universal Studios, Hollywood. Um you can see from the pictures, it's clearly, yeah. it's clearly Nintendo world. It looks just like yeah. Japan. I mean, the big grassy hills and stuff are starting to go in. There's no way you can deny this is Nintendo world going no. into Universal Studios Hollywood. No. And uh, Universal's just like, uh, what construction? We don't know what nope. you're talking about. Like, <laughs> there, there's just no, there's so, no information on it. You look up Nintendo world and it's like theories. So, yep. You know, it is what it is. Yep, it's interesting. But yeah, so it's interesting to see the progress. It's moving along quite well. So can't wait to see what that's yeah. going to be once it's there. Yeah. And they won't, they'll just say, hey, park's open. Y'all come on if you want. So <laughs> <laughs> they kind of did the same thing with Secret Life of yeah. Pets. They didn't really talk about it a whole lot until all of a sudden it's like, hey, okay, you know, now a month from opening, we're going to tell yeah. you what it is. But so that's how it goes. It is. All right, back at Disney World, uh, Disney has announced that Steakhouse 71 is going to be the newest restaurant reopening or opening at uh, Disney's Contemporary Resort. Um, it's another steakhouse. It, it looks really great. The um, It's contemporary themed, kind of 70s contemporary. It's kind of fitting in the, some of the um, artwork they've shown us, kind of fitting in with the kind of Incredibles Um rethink they're doing at the resort right now um it looks really cool and the the menu and stuff looks great it's another steakhouse i mean i i'm a carnivore i love a steakhouse um i'm looking forward to it yeah like barbecue places things like that people are kind of picky about people can get a little picky about their steak but when you have a steakhouse people get excited so i'm excited about this one as well i can't wait uh for it to roll out and for us to be able to start making reservations for it Mm-hmm. which we do have some yep. information on this opening and reservations. And we also have information on space 220, don't we? 
We do, yes. Base 220, uh, they just kind of dropped on us. We we kind of figured it was Any coming, day. but they just kind of dropped on us. All of a sudden, Space 220 Restaurant, the restaurant everybody's been waiting for at Epcot, right next to Mission Space, is opening as of September 20th. So September 20th, it opens. Um, reservations will be available starting on September 20th, but you can't get reservations until September 27th. So the first you know, 20th to 26th that they're open will be walk up only. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. That's fine. Um, you know, give them the chance to kind of get it started and get it rolling yeah. again and, and we'll get it rolling and see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, great. Another attraction. This, this is one of those restaurants we've been waiting for, for a long time. It's been delayed and delayed, mm-hmm. delayed. So happy to see that this is um, finally getting ready to open. Yeah. The food looks really interesting. It does. It's kind of got that little space vibe to it. Uh, at least not astronaut food. But it looks really so. good. Yeah, not <laughs> astronaut food. It is. There's, you know, salmon and stuff. There, there's like an appetizer in like a fishbowl. Like it looks, it's fishbowl, but it looks kind of like a mm-hmm. space helmet, like a clear space helmet. Um, yeah, but some of the things look, it looks really good. Yeah, I'm excited about all the new options that are coming. Um, you know, change is, it's hard for people to do. Um but, you know, people get excited about new stuff. And so with this, uh, we've, we finally saw uh, some of our friends got to experience Remy's. Um, so we've got to see some of the new stuff over there. Everything that's coming, I'm excited about. So, mm-hmm. I love. Everything's uh, great. I'm, I'm excited. I about love all the of idea it. of Space 220. Um, I even saw, uh, I don't know if it was real or not. It wasn't put out by Disney, but it was basically like the elevator that you're supposed to be taking up to get to space 220. Um, and I kind of laughed at it cause they made it look like it was this really, really long elevator. <laughs> and I was like, you're going up two feet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, it yeah. looks cool. It yeah. looks cool though. So, uh, but I'm excited. I can't, I cannot wait for that one. Um, if you guys missed it at the beginning, I did talk about how uh, Legoland is now offering a Halloween party, uh, type experience. So guests that are at Legoland, um, for the weekends throughout October, uh, you can do a little bit of trick-or-treating. Your kids can go do costumes. Um, they do have um, some different kind of Halloween treats. Uh, some of the Lego people are going to be dressed up in Halloween costumes. Um, and then they will do a Halloween fireworks show at the end of the night. So uh, we're going to see that uh, here in a couple of weeks. We're pretty excited about it. Um, but again, that was something Alan and I did not know about. So uh, you learn something every day, even as travel agents, when you're supposed to know it. So. <laughs> Always something mm-hmm. new. Yep. And then lastly for our news, um, good news from Disney Cruise Line. So Disney Cruise Line uh, has brought their return to sailing back. So um, Disney Dream resumes sailing in August. So Disney Fantasy is resuming sailing, uh, just resumed sailing here in September. And now the Magic and the Wonder are going to resume sailing as well. So we're going to have... Um, the Disney Dream, the Disney Fantasy, and the Disney Magic will all be sailing from Florida. And the Disney Wonder is going to California starting in October. So October 1st, uh, Disney Wonder sailing out of California, out of San Diego, going to uh, Baja, Mexico. And then we've got Dream, uh, Fantasy, and then very shortly in October 28th, the Magic returning to sailing all out of Florida doing Bahamas and Caribbean cruises. So that's great. All four ships will be um, back to sailing again. Really great yep. to see. So if you guys are looking for those holiday, uh, the maritime cruises, uh, they are available. So 
go ahead and, and make your reservations for those. Um, I love the Halloween one, the Halloween on the high seas. Uh, the maritime one is just as good as well. Yes. Yep. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, that is our episode for this week. So catch us next time as we start to wind down this series inspired by the 50th anniversary. And we talk about five more of our favorite things at the Walt Disney World Resort. And as you know, as your mouse experts, we're here to help answer all your Disney and Universal destination questions and help you prepare for that next magical vacation, no matter where that destination may be. Maybe not may not be Universal or Disney. It may be somewhere different, and we still can help you. So if you enjoy the show, please share this episode with anyone who you might think will enjoy it as well. We're always looking to grow our audience. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Please leave us a comment or send us an email. Which, um, you know, which of these do you guys really enjoy? Which of the five that we talked about? Um, which are you thinking we may have left out? Because like I said, we're getting to the end. Um, are you worried we're going to not talk about one of your favorites? I know Jody said we talked about her favorite resort the other day. So it was kind of nice to have that feedback. Um so yeah. let us know, you know, which is your favorite that we've talked about, why it is. And uh, again, if you know, you're worried we're not going to get to it, let us know. Um, and just reach out to us by one of our contact methods in the show description. We're always here to answer any questions you guys have, or we just want to hear from you, you know, and to see how things are going. When's your next trip? Uh, let us know. We like to communicate. So, and as always, we like to end every episode with a quote. And Alan, you have the quote for this week. I do. Uh, and this week, our quote is, when hearts are high, the time will fly. So whistle while you work. And that is from Snow White. So true. I mean, we all know when you get busy, time just seems to fly away. So uh, wise words from the, the young Snow White, which is probably about yeah. 100 years old by now. So not so, not so young anymore. <laughs> not quite. She's getting close. She's getting so, close, but not quite. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, we will catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.